Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing our study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving you an address where you can contact us. So have a paper and pencil close by. But for now, please open your Bibles and let's go into the study. We pick up today in the book of Judges chapter 8. And there are a few things we want to conclude in our study of Gideon. We'll look at verse 22. We, we saw last time the great victory that Gideon had over the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east. And now in verse 22 we read of chapter 8 of Judges. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us both you and your son and your grandson also. For you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord, Yahweh, shall rule over you. And you see here man's way of thinking. And we remember back how when this all started, and it started when Gideon cut down the altar of Baal, in his father's property, in the city of his home, how the men of that city were looking to kill Gideon. And now the people of Israel are looking to make him a king, to make him a ruler. And how the mob opinion can be swayed, how it can move from desiring to kill him to making him a ruler, to making him a lord. People like a winner. Gideon has won a victory. They like him for the victory he's won and not so much for what he stands for. And because he's a winner, they want him. They want him as their ruler. They want him as their king. And this is really uh, a human idolatry. Before they made altars to a, a god, a false god, Baal, and they worshiped before it, and now they're looking to make a human idol, to take a man and to look toward a man and depend upon a man to lead them, to guide them. Now, Gideon was a leader. He was a man of valor. He was called as a leader. He was to lead the people to victory. He and a select number, as we studied last time, that won that wonderful victory over the Midianites. But there's the difference between being called into a position of leadership to guide, to give direction, and being a ruler, being a king, being the one, the power. They're speaking here of a dynasty, aren't they? Rule over us, both you and your son and your grandson also. Rule over us. They want to have a dynasty here. They want a royal family to lead them, to guide them, to take command over them. This is more than just being a leader called to a certain position. And there's a tendency in human beings, perhaps it's because there's the vacuum in the human heart that's there for the true shepherd, the one who is to lead us, 
Who is to guide us? Who is to lord over us, to rule us and be our king? The only God. If the populace, if the people do not turn to him, they're left with a vacuum. And they're looking for some human to fill that vacuum, to come in and to be the Lord, to give control and power to him, to make him the one, to follow him almost blindly. It takes responsibility off of them to seek God's face and what God requires. So they don't have the responsibility as humans they should have. They've placed it all on this one individual, and this one individual takes the place of God. It's human idolatry, and it allows the Caesars and the Kaisers, the Napoleons, the Hitlers, the Stalins, to all come in, and someday it will allow the Antichrist to come in. And we see it even in our nation, how if there's a charismatic person who has the ability to speak and to charm people, people just give all types of power and authority over to that individual. Human beings will follow movie idols, rock idols, political idols. And the danger is in the church, you can make an idol out of a minister. Every true authority established by God should have the authority of Gideon, should have the attitude of Gideon. To say, what does he say to the people? I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord Yahweh shall rule over you. I will not rule over you. Too many times in churches, there's that same attitude. We have the one individual and we give all the authority to him and whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. And you see how in some ministries, the minister who can be anointed, God can call that individual to a very special place. And he tells the people about Jesus, but there can be a tendency to make him almost like a star, even in Christianity, especially in our television age, to make him a star, to make him a personality to follow no matter what, rather than testing against the word of God. And it feeds the ego on one hand, it takes away the responsibility from the individuals because rather than saying, what does the Lord want me to do? They say, what does, what does brother so-and-so want me to do? And it supplants God's reign over the individuals. Everyone was to go directly to God. Gideon is a true leader. He understands that the rule has to be the rule of God to each and every man and woman. And he was called to a leadership position, to help deliver the people, and they did right to listen, he is not meant to rule over them, to be a despot over them, to be the high guru, to be the one they just shake and quiver when he gives a command. He says, I will not rule over you, neither my son, the Lord shall rule over you. There is only one true shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was very God. And he is the only one who can rule over us. From a, uh, a political point of view, you can see the wisdom of our founding fathers, how they established a nation without a king and a despot. They founded a nation with checks and balances. Why? Because the people believed in the Bible and they knew human nature and they knew the tendency of people to follow kings and they knew the tendency of 
of sin, how it can become a corrupt system. And so instead they established checks and balances to deal with the sin nature of human beings. Look what they say here. They say to him in verse 22, rule over us for what? You have delivered us from the hand of Midian. You did it. You did it, Gideon. Now, remember all that we saw last time, why God takes them from the 32,000 down to 10,000, and then why he culls them from 10,000 down to 300? It says in verse 2 of chapter 7, the Lord Yahweh said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. God wanted to do a wonderful miracle that all would know it was a miracle. How can 135,000 be displaced, be hunted down, be destroyed by 300? This was a miracle of God to show it was his hand that performed the deliverance, that Israel would not say it's our power. And now they turned to Gideon and they said to Gideon, rule over us, for you, you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. Exactly what the Lord did not want. And sometimes no matter how many miracles that can happen, no matter how great the power of God can be displayed, there are some that will find some naturalistic explanation will attribute it to man to mind over matter to something human and deny the glory to God we have to be as careful of human idolatry worshiping human beings as we know it's wrong to worship Baal to worship Satan making altars either to demons or to humans is not allowed and Gideon understands that and he has a proper response it is a proper response of heavenly authority. Gideon does not seem interested in self-aggrandizement. He is not interested in establishing a dynasty. Then that's usually typical of human beings. When they have power, they want to pass it on to their children. They want a kingship. Gideon is not concerned with those things. He's careful not to grasp at the glory and the power that belongs only to God. The Lord the Lord shall rule over you. The Lord is God, and he is the only ruler. And Gideon understands, as should all those who are anointed with heavenly authority, that each individual must answer to the Lord. Each must go to the Lord directly. And the Lord was to rule them. They don't need a king as the pagan nations needed a king. They didn't need an intermediary ruler to go to God or to have direction from God. And for that matter, a kingship or any like rule, any absolute power, can also turn around and hurt and corrupt all those in leadership. We'll see it with Gideon's children. We'll see it in First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, how the power that does then become invested in the kingship can often be corrupted. And it would be good for some religious leaders to recognize this principle, that we who are called into leadership are called to be leaders, not to be rulers. And that's the proper response of authority. 
We are so thankful that you could join us for the program today, and we look forward to bringing you more of these enriching Bible study programs in the future. We here at Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle love to receive our listeners' words of encouragement. So if you want to write to us, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support the church outreach of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S H E A R hyphen. J-A-S-H-U-B Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And please include the air date of the program and the call letters of the radio station. Also, if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Services include praise, worship, Bible study, and the Lord's Supper. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. And until then, may our Lord Jesus richly bless you as you serve Him. <laughs>